0: Hi, and welcome to the Saturday, October 28th, 2023, Wisconsin Badgers edition of the Land Grant Tailgate podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. For the fifth straight year every Ohio State football game day this season, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest, whether you're watching from your couch, at a sports bar, or if you're cheering on the Buckeyes from inside the stadium. Tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time inside Camp Randall Stadium, the number three Ohio State Buckeyes coached by Ryan Day will take on the Wisconsin Badgers under the direction of beloved former Ohio State player and coach Luke Fickle. The game will be the Buckeyes' first conference matchup on NBC, following the network's new Big Ten media rights deal that was announced last year. That means that tonight's game will feature the same mediocre commentating crew that we had for last month's Notre Dame game, so it will be Noah Eagle on play-by-play, Todd Blackledge on color commentary, and Catherine Tappan on the sideline reporting. Fortunately, as always, the game can be heard on both 97.1 FM and 1460 AM in Central Ohio and on dozens of affiliates around the state. Where the best in the business, the voice of the Buckeyes Paul Keels will be on the call, along with Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary and Matt Andrews on the sideline. As of recording time, the forecast calls for 38 degrees under cloudy skies at kickoff. It is getting to be that time of year in Big Ten country. Temperatures will then drop a few degrees as the game goes on into the night. There is next to no chance for precipitation during the duration of the game, and winds will be around 6 to 8 miles per hour coming out of the north. Heading into the matchup, the Buckeyes are ranked third in both the AP and coaches' polls. This week, they have received three first-place votes in the media poll and two from the coaches. Wisconsin is receiving votes in both polls, but it is a combined three votes amongst the two. Both of these teams are in first place in their respective Big Ten divisions, with the Badgers holding a half-game lead over Iowa in the West by virtue of the fact that they have played one less conference game. The trouble is that Iowa beat Wisconsin head-to-head, thanks in part to an injury to the Badgers starting quarterback, which we'll talk about more here in a second. So the Hawkeyes hold the first tiebreaker should the two teams finish with identical Big Ten records. Following last week's 20-12 win over Penn State, the Buckeyes are now in just a two-way tie atop the Big Ten East with Michigan, at least in terms of percentages. The Wolverines have played five conference games as compared to OSU's four. When DraftKings Sportsbook released its initial odds for the matchup, OSU was favored by 14 points, but that has moved up ever so slightly and now sits at 14.5 if the hook is important to you. The total points line currently sits at 46, which means that the odds makers are projecting a score in the neighborhood of 30 to 16 in favor of the Buckeyes. The OSU money line is at negative 700, while Wisconsin's is at plus 500, meaning that if you bet $100 on the Badgers to win straight up, no spread or anything like that, and they do pull off the upset, you would profit 500 bucks. However, if you want to win $100 by picking the Buckeyes, you will have to bet $700. DraftKings has a number of compelling game and player props that might interest you. They have Kyle McCord's passing total at 258.5 yards and Wisconsin quarterback Braden Locke, making just his second career start, going for 155.5. McCord has a -a 2.5 touchdown over underline, while Locke is at just a half of a touchdown. Some of the other fun props include who will score the first touchdown. Marvin Harrison Jr. is leading the way at plus 370. What will the first score be? An Ohio State touchdown is the leader at plus 100. And whether or not the combined final score will be even or odd. Odd is coming in at an interesting negative 125. As I mentioned, Braden Locke is making just his second career start. After beginning his career at Mississippi State last season, he transferred to Wisconsin and was the backup to former Oklahoma and SMU quarterback Tanner Mordecai. But in the Iowa game a few weeks ago, Mordecai broke a bone in his throwing hand and Locke came in in relief. They ended up losing that game by a score of 15-6, but last week Locke led the Badgers to a 25-21 win over Illinois. Over on the Buckeye front, OSU had three major starters miss last week's game against Penn State. Cornerback Denzel Burke, wide receiver Emeka Abuka, and running back Travion Henderson. On Wednesday, head coach Ryan Day confirmed that Henderson would return this week, barring any future setback. And upon arrival at the team hotel on Friday, Abuka and Burke were accounted for and Day told collected media that both are expected to be available for the game. Now, last week against the Knits, backup quarterback Devin Brown suffered an ankle sprain trying to run the ball into the end zone. This week, Day said that he would likely be out for at least a couple of weeks, but no further details were given. On Friday, Day confirmed that literal seventh-year quarterback and former Oregon State starter Tristan Jebia, will be the backup should one be needed against the Badgers. Jebia was actually part of Nebraska's 2017 class and was the number 200 player in the country that cycle, but he ended up transferring to Corvallis in 2018. He started five games in his career as a Beaver, including a 37-23 win over Oregon in 2020. He came to Columbus specifically so that he could work under Ryan Day and Corey Dennis because once his playing career is over, he wants to be a coach. Now, Wisconsin comes into the game 5-2 overall and 3-1 and in the Big Ten. Their two losses came in Week 2 on the road against Washington State by a score of 31-22 and then in Week 7 to Iowa in the aforementioned 15-6 barn burner those two losses came to what are easily the two best teams that they have faced this year their wins are against buffalo georgia southern purdue rutgers and illinois so their 24 to 13 win over greg Schiano's scarlet knights is currently the clear best win on the season for fickle's badgers we all know what type of coach that fickle is and he has brought his defensive philosophy with him to madison but what is different about luke's version of the badgers is what he has done on offense. While he has not abandoned the traditional Wisconsin power running game altogether, by hiring former Ole Miss and North Carolina offensive coordinator Phil Longo, he is putting a different spin on it. Longo is known for his variation on the air raid offense. While his units do throw it a considerable amount of time, they do not completely abandon the run. Instead, his schemes allow him to call either runs or passes out of the same traditional air raid sets, depending on the opponent situation, down and distance, and so forth. While that very well might be good for the long-term viability of the Wisconsin offense, it has resulted in a bit of trying to fit a square peg in a round hole this year for the current Badger players, who were not brought to Madison for that style of offense. And while Fickle did bring in 17 transfers during the offseason, there have been some growing pains on offense. Wisconsin is averaging 26.9 points per game, which is good for only 78th in the country, but it is allowing just 18.3, which is good for the 20th best scoring defense in FBS. Conversely, Ohio State's 33.7 points per game is 35th nationally, and 10 points allowed is number three in college football in scoring defense. In nearly every major statistical category, the Badgers are in the middle third of the Big Ten. Total offense their fifth with 396.9 yards per game. Total defense their seventh, allowing 334.1. Passing offense and passing defense are eighth, and rush defense is tenth. The only outlier is their rushing offense, no surprise, which currently ranks third in the conference at 180.29 yards per game behind only Nebraska and Penn State. The Badger ground attack is led by junior Braylon Allen. He's the only Big Ten back to be averaging over 100 yards per game, and he is doing so by gaining 100.57 yards per outing. That does rank 15th in the country, so it's nothing to laugh about. It's just barely over the 100-yard mark. His 5.87 yards per carry are the most by anyone in the Big Ten with over 50 carries this season. The Badgers' leading receiving threat is redshirt sophomore Will Pauling, who came to Wisconsin along with Coach Fickle having played his first two years at Cincinnati. He has 37 receptions on the season for 398 yards and a touchdown. On the other side of the ball, third-year sophomore cornerback Ricardo Hallman leads the team with four interceptions, including a 95-yard pick-six against Rutgers. Wisconsin has three players with three or more sacks so far on the season. Linebacker C.J. Getz and defensive end James Thomas Jr. both have three apiece, and linebacker Daryl Peterson has three and a half. Now, I know what you're thinking going up to Camp Randall, especially at night in the cold. That seems like a scary proposition, especially for the Buckeyes. But even though there have been a lot of very stressful games against the Badgers, Ohio State actually holds a 62-18-5 record against Wisconsin. And the last time that Wisconsin beat OSU was in 2010. Since then, they have played four times in Columbus, twice in Madison, and three times in Big Ten Championship games in Indianapolis, including the playoff clenching 59-0 butt-kicking thanks to the arm of Cardale Jones. During this nine-game win streak, the Buckeyes have outscored Wisconsin roughly 36-18 to 18 and outgained them by 93 yards per contest, and what's even more surprising is they've outrushed them by more than 86 yards per game. During Luke Fickle's time as an Ohio State player, OSU was 3-1-1. The loss actually came when he was a redshirt player, so I should probably not even count that, but I will just for accuracy's sake. During his time as a coach, coordinator, and interim head coach at his alma mater. Coach Fick was 9-4, and, and three of those four losses came in his first four games on the Buckeye staff. But one of the wins was a 33-29 victory during the season that he was the Ohio State interim coach. Okay, after a quick break, we will continue today's episode by diving into the game's advanced analytics, the rest of the day's marquee college football games, and my predictions for what will happen in tonight's game. Let's take a look at the advanced analytics for today's matchup. According to the gold standard college football analytics rating system SP Plus from ESPN's Bill Connolly, the Buckeyes are the number four team in the country. They were number two heading into the Penn State game, but apparently beating a top 10 team wasn't enough to stave off a fall in the rankings. Ohio State currently sits as the number 16 offense in the country and the number five defense. Wisconsin is ranked 28th according to SP Plus with the number 56 offense and the number 13 defense. Somehow, Ohio State has the number 22 special teams, while the Badgers are ranked 14th. I guess Jesse Murco's 72-yard punt was enough to keep them in the top 25. Connolly's model projects Ohio State to win by a score of 28 to 19, which would not be a cover, but would be a slight over if you are using SP Plus for betting purposes. Connolly's model gives OSU a 70% win probability. ESPN's College Football Index, which is a completely different analytic system from the worldwide leader than Connolly's SP, has Ohio State as the number one team in the country and gives the Buckeyes a 24.6% chance to win the national title, which is tops in the country by a relatively considerable margin. The number four Oklahoma Sooners have the next best chance, according to FPI, at 17.2. Wisconsin comes in as the number 29th ranked team, according to FPI. And just in case you were curious, Michigan is number two in FPI with a 14.3% chance to win the college football playoff, and Penn State is number three and their 4.3% odds to win it all, are eighth best. According to FPI, the Buckeyes have the best chance to make the playoff in the country at 72.3%. I put the Buckeyes and Badgers into the analytical model from the college football nerds, who are friends of the show, and it projected a 25.3 to 12.9 victory for the Buckeyes, but keep in mind that last week, it predicted roughly a 28-13 to 13 win for Penn State, so take that for what it's worth. The model indicated that Ohio State should have a better passing and rushing day offensively than has been their average this season. And the same is true for offense, both against the pass and against the rush. So like I was last week, I'm a little confused by the margin here but not nearly as much as I was last weekend since they predicted that Ohio State would lose by two touchdowns to the Knits. Okay, finally, the most fun predictions model that we look at every week, the NCAA game simulator spits out an average score of 26.7 points for the Buckeyes to 18.2 for the Badgers, thanks to 1,423 simulations as of recording time. The simulator shows 23.3% of the simulated games were decided by less than five points and 3.6% went to overtime. The simulator had Ohio State winning 70.8% of the games and winning by more than 20 points in 23.5% of the games. Conversely, they have the Badgers winning by more than 20 points in just 3.2% of the over 1,400 Sims. Now, before I get into my prediction for the game, I want to run through the rest of the day's major contests. All times, of course, are Columbus time. When the Buckeyes play at night, I think it's always important to pace yourself and not to get too amped up early because you are going to need all of that energy late into the evening. Fortunately, this week, the college football scheduling God smiled upon us because all of the really compelling matchups are sandwiched together right before Ohio State plays so you can afford to take it easy and even to sleep in or take a nap during that early 12 o'clock window if you want it's all about conserving your energy and then working yourself up to kickoff to be ready for the prime time game if you are going to watch a game at noon i guess you could go with number six oklahoma at kansas on fox i could potentially see that being messy but you could skip that one if you want Things start to get quite a bit more serious at 3.30, starting on CBS with the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, although they no longer officially use that name for reasons. The number one Georgia Bulldogs start off a four-week slate in which they could lose any or all of those games. I don't think they're going to lose all of them, but I would not be surprised if they lost to Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, or Tennessee over the next month. Then over on ABC, we've got BYU and number seven, Texas. On Fox, it is number eight, Oregon, and number 13, Utah. That's the one I'll be watching. And on ESPN is number 20, Duke, versus number 18, Louisville. Okay, back to the Buckeyes. Call me crazy, and you would not be the first nor the last to do so, but after last week's win over Penn State, I'm feeling really good about where the Buckeyes are. Yes, there are still a myriad of issues to be worked out on the offensive side of the ball, but I feel like I've seen enough progression from the offensive line and quarterback Kyle McCourt, especially after his nerves calmed down in the second half, to have full faith that they are capable of scoring enough points to beat anybody. Now, of course, that is primarily because of how rock solid this defense is. Will Jim Knowles' crew play better offenses than Notre Dame and Penn State at some point this season? Absolutely, especially if they make the college football playoff but it is hard to argue with what we have seen thus far. And while the offense has not been putting up nearly as many points as we have grown accustomed to from the other teams during the Ryan Day era, I feel like this defense more than makes up the difference by shutting teams down. And what that means for today is, like in 2014, I think this becomes a statement game for the Buckeye offense. No matter what this team does, national pundits and advanced analytics modeling systems continue to doubt them. And I think with Emeka Ibuka and Trevion Henderson back, they're going to look to make a statement in what is always a raucous environment at Camp Randall. I believe that Kyle McCord will throw for 300 yards for the third time this season and will set a career high for completions with 27. I also think that the red zone inefficiencies will finally push Ryan Day to get more creative. We've seen him try it with the Devin Brown package in the red zone. With the backup quarterback out, I think he will be forced to dip into his bag of tricks to come up with something else. So I think the Buckeyes will score touchdowns on at least three of their four red zone trips. And while I do believe the coaching staff will look to protect Travion Henderson, I'm gonna predict that he is going to bust both one run and one catch for 25 plus yards apiece. Also, don't be surprised if Ryan Day finally says, screw it to Dallin Hayden's red shirt and the hard running sophomore finally gets a fair share of carries against the Badgers. Ultimately, I am going to go Ohio State 38, Wisconsin 10. All right, that's all that we have for today. As always, Land Grant will have you covered before, during, and after the game. I will be mashing buttons on Twitter during the contest, so please follow and share your thoughts at Land Grant 33, your home for all of Land Grant's Ohio State news, analysis, and sarcasm. You can also follow me personally at BWWMAT. Also, if you are not already, please subscribe to Land Grants, one of a kind podcast network, where we are turning out one, two, sometimes three different podcast episodes every single day to make sure that you have all of the news, analysis, and discussions you need to be the best Buckeye fan possible. All right. With all of that out of the way, thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. And as always, go Bucks.